Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about financial services in the shifting security landscape. It's my pleasure to be speaking today with Bruce Roton. He's the Senior Director of Security Solutions Architecture with Level 3. Bruce, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you. Bruce, over the past few years, we've seen the security threat landscape change significantly. So I'd like to discuss with you how this has impacted financial institutions, specifically in terms of, to start, what general impact do you see on institutions from digital transformation? Well, first, I would define digital transformation in three areas. Well, the way organizations need to accommodate the digital customer experience, the facilitation of partner digital interaction, and the use of cloud applications and storage. And all of these fundamental shifts in business operations are forcing banks to become more IT and network centric. That means that cybersecurity is now an integral part of nearly every aspect of their business. And we think that that environment really highlights the need to integrate security directly into the fabric of the network in order to maintain consistent policy enforcement while satisfying that constantly expanding demand from customers, partners, and of course, the business department owners. Bruce, what do you see as the unique impact on protecting one, multi-provider networks, and two, reputations? Well, first, the multi-carrier environment is very common in the banking industry. Over the past few years, there's been an accelerating shift to distributed cloud-based security that can be easily leveraged across multiple carriers. Banks, like other businesses, are seeking an architecture that provides consistent and enforceable security policies across all the WAN communications, including the Internet and even between locations within the organization. Of course, pricing, redundancy, local support all continue to drive the market, and everyone's looking for the most bulletproof solutions at the lowest cost. However, we think that in the foreseeable future, the trend towards the cloud is going to continue to accelerate. In terms of reputation, first, reputation in this context is all about trustworthiness. Customers need to trust that the bank will maintain service availability so customers can access their money whenever and wherever they want to, and, uh, of course, protect their private account data. Avoiding downtime and breaches that require public notification are probably the best two ways to ensure that public perception of trustworthiness. There are, of course, some things that I'd just call nuisance issues like social media comments and typo squatting, but those are low impact and companies can use open source reconnaissance to detect those types of issues. However, service downtime and major breaches are best mitigated through cloud-based security integrated into the network and actionable threat intelligence. A good example of the network integrated security is cloud-based mitigation of DDoS attacks or distributed denial of service. Now, unfortunately for the banks, the financial services industry has become one of the top targets for DDoS attacks. Now, we believe this rise in DDoS attacks against banks is based on attack motivation factors. In other words, there are simply more reasons and motives to attack a bank. For example, common motives like extortion, revenge, hacktivism obviously apply. However, cyber warfare by nation states against U.S. infrastructure also applies to banks, 
and creating a cyber distraction or a smokescreen against fraud detection, well, that's uniquely a financial services motivation. Let me give you an example. We recently saw a series of DDoS attacks against a bank that were directed towards the backend database servers. After the customer engaged our services and the attacks were stopped, it was discovered that the DDoS attackers were working in coordination with a team of carters that were committing ATM fraud at hundreds of systems around town. So the DDoS attack was simply an attempt to blind the bank's fraud detection systems. Bruce, that's a great example. I appreciate you adding that. Now, given everything we've talked about here, when we look at the shifting security landscape, where do you see the impact on regulatory change? Well, there are numerous regulatory compliance issues for financial service organizations, and most of them center on an organization's ability to monitor, manage, validate, and report on their general security controls. However, others focus on the validation of authorizations, authentications, integrity, and non-repudiation related to specific financial transactions. This is where simplification and increased visibility play a huge role in compliance and the ability to perform audits in a reasonable timeline and at a reasonable cost. Now, of course, most banks look at service interruptions, unauthorized account access, and socially engineered fraudulent transfers as the biggest risks. And there are technological solutions that can help protect against the first two, but the last one is only cured through better security awareness training and fraud detection. The two services we're seeing as most in demand for the financials market are, as I stated above, the DDoS mitigation to ensure against service outages and advanced threat intelligence services to identify current and future cyber attacks. Now, it's interesting that some regulations, like the FFIEC's audit requirements, actually mandate that a DDoS mitigation strategy and plan be implemented, and they suggest a carrier-based solution. Unfortunately, very few carriers can supply a truly carrier-agnostic solution, though. Bruce, you made a really good point there about reducing security complexity while increasing visibility. How do we get there? Most organizations have networks and security infrastructures that have been built over some period of time by adding components in a piecemeal way. And those networks usually contain a mix of private networking technologies like MetroFiber, uh, leased private lines, EVPL, VPLS, IPVPN, some public networking using lowest cost internet providers, and a mix of hybrid solutions for private networking over the internet, like IPsec uh, tunnels, GRE, and SSL. Not only does this make the network architecture extremely complex, costly, and challenging to manage, it all but guarantees that the application of security policy is going to be inconsistent and costly to maintain as well. It should be pretty obvious that having many different security systems with inconsistent policies reduces the organization's enforcement effectiveness, visibility, and situational awareness into ongoing and impending attacks. So that optimizing, focusing, and prioritizing their limited resources in that environment is nearly impossible. This is particularly true in the banking industry, where we're seeing a lot of consolidation M&A activity. Let me give you another example. I recently worked with a bank that had acquired three other smaller banks in less than two years. And because of that growth, they were struggling to maintain four different network architectures 
with a mixed security vendor environment. We were able to significantly reduce the complexity of their network by consolidating to a single cloud architecture while still maintaining all of the required functionality. Now, transforming that environment using a, a consistent unified framework with integrated security not only resolved both of the fundamental problems, but it also ensured a smooth path to the next acquisition. And last but not least, by using a network-based security service, they now have a holistic view of all the communications to the external world and between locations within the organization, bringing all of those security events and configurations to a single pane of glass, thus simplifying their management. Bruce, this has all been great context. To go in another direction, in this new environment, how can a financial institution evolve from a reactive to a proactive security approach? That's an interesting one. And it's, it's something that has changed in the market over the past year or so. The first step in moving to a proactive approach is the development of an intruder hunting program. Now, from a strategic level, an intruder hunting program is a systematic process of protection that ensures a consistent baseline of security controls for all assets, then identifies the most likely intruder targets, also known as the huntscape, through risk assessments, and orchestrates the active hunting for intruders on those targeted assets. Now, the program should also include a tactical component using threat intelligence to dynamically shift the huntscape based on attack evidence and also data supporting the probability of an impending attack. Now, obviously, ubiquitous policy enforcement, a standardized approach to doing risk assessments, and an advanced threat intelligence service are all critical to that program. And I'd be happy to go into great detail on how to create and operate an intruder hunting program, but I think we'll probably want to save that for another time since that's easily a multi-hour discussion. A final question for you. You've given some good anecdotes as we've gone through this conversation, but specifically from Level 3's perspective, can you give me an example or two of how you help institutions to respond to evolving threats and to transform their approach to security? Yeah, well, not surprisingly, the Level 3 security portfolio includes all those key services we've discussed so far. And I've, I've given a couple of examples of uh, how we help with DDoS attacks. We help a lot of organizations avoid that service downtime caused by DDoS attacks and the potential extortion by the DDoS attackers. There's a lot of different types of attacks, reflective, volumetric, layer 7, etc., and a lot of different service level requirements like on-demand, always-on, circuit-based, routed, proxy. So we have an extensive portfolio of services where we can mix and match those individual service components to provide a customized protection service against all those types of attacks at any particular service level. Uh, we also provide a cloud-based network integrated security service that we've talked a little bit about for secure communications to customers, business partners, cloud providers, and multiple locations within the organization. I've done that, in, as I described earlier, for a, a bank in the a southeast that was confronted with exactly those types of problems. And we do this in a way that supports all the functionality of the network components they had in place using a single ubiquitous cloud architecture. And best of all, the security is baked right into the architecture by design, not bolted on as an afterthought. And lastly, uh, in terms of threat intelligence, I've got several very large banking institutions 
they need to have a better insight into who's talking to them. So it's threat intelligence that gives them good situational awareness and helps them focus their limited resources. And the way we help focus the limited resources is by giving context around who that bank is talking to, not just the bad person they're talking to or bad IP they're talking to, but the nature of that person's badness. In other words, are they a DDoS attack site? Do they distribute malware? Are they a scanning site? Do they do phishing campaigns? So we give them the information around the nature of that person's badness as well as the nature of the communication with them. For example, if you're talking to a command and control center and the communication is one communication inbound but you don't ever respond, that's not a problem. But if I can see that you're sending one small packet to them every 90 minutes to a site someplace in the Ukraine, that probably indicates a compromise that you're part of a botnet. So we provide that type of uh, enhanced threat intelligence to augment their security operations center to help them focus their attentions on the most likely areas of compromise. Bruce, that's been an excellent insight. I want to thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Uh, thank you. appreciate it. The topic has been financial services in the shifting security landscape. I've been speaking with Bruce Roton. He's Senior Director, Security Solutions Architecture with Level 3. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.